Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Take Two. Uh, this is not going to be a regular episode where we review movies and we do second takes and tell you exactly how we feel about each and every single take of a film. So we wanted to do somewhat buffer episodes in a way, just to give you some some in-between content, if you will. Yeah, just just so you wouldn't have to, you know, go, we're, we're going to do these uh, reviews every two weeks or at least we're going to try to do them every two weeks, and <laughs> yeah. we we want to give you something to uh, chew on in between mm-hmm. uh, in between our real reviews. And right now, we're doing our top ten uh, favorite westerns since that our last movie was Bone Tomahawk. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about uh, the top ten western movies we think uh, we want to go back to all the time. So I'm going to let you start out with your. Uh, Ten through six, Frank. So go ahead. You can get. You can just run those by, and if there's a certain one you want to talk about, uh, you can go and talk about that. Okay. So I'm going to start off and say number ten, and it's very different than a regular western, but it is the ballad of Buster Scruggs, and I'm kind of shocked to put it at number ten, but there's so many good movies. But the nice part about Buster Scruggs, you get blah, 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 blah. you get many little mini westerns, and then, oh gosh, ah, this is so hard. But I, I think my next one's not actually a movie, but more of a show. I mean, it's it's one season, but it's called Godless, uh, starring Jeff Daniels. Absolutely love. I've watched it repeatedly, and then I'm gonna put The Harder They Fall. Which I don't know if you've seen that. I think it's a. I have it. it. It's on a Netflix. I love that movie, and it's much more of a modern take on westerns. Not a modern take, but they. It has a much more modern film feel than a typical western. And then I'm gonna say the good, the bad, and the ugly, and number six. I think that was was that. I think you're missing seven, eight, and eight and seven. I think. Or did you? You did ten, nine, uh-huh. eight. So you need uh-huh. you need seven. All right. The other one, I, I'm torn on this one, but I think I'm going to do the gunfight at the OK Corral. Man, those are real. Those are real uh, interesting. Uh, those are those are real interesting uh, choices. I uh, those are kind of out there. I appreciate that. My, I wouldn't say mine are technically generic, but mine. Uh, Mine aren't in that vein at all. My yeah. top, my top, my ten through six are. Uh, it's a John Wayne movie called The Searchers, and it is so different than a lot of the movies he's done. He's not the guy in the white hat. He's actually a conflicted character. It's more in the vein of Shane and the last movie he did, which is uh, with Don Siegel. What was that movie? last movie I fought really hard on the John Wayne's I could not honestly narrow it down to which one I'd put on that list like I don't think I have a John Wayne on here I had to add a John Wayne he's so I, I he's so too, he, critical to the genre yes he's like a, literally on the Mount Rushmore but I couldn't I don't know why I could the shootest know. the shootest that is his oh, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of in the vein of that I can't believe I didn't remember that but yeah it's the it's kind of in the vein of uh, 
of the shootest mm-hmm. and just really un John Wayne like. So I I recommend uh, the Searchers. Uh, number nine, I have the Pell Rider. That is kind of almost like a spiritual sequel, it seems, to High Plains Drifter, which uh, in the Clint Eastwood uh, Western genre. Uh, I don't. Is he a ghost? Is he not a ghost? Who knows? Uh, really, it's kind of a really artsy uh, Western movie. So mm-hmm. I, I I recommend Pell Rider for that. Uh, a real artistic take for a more modern one i uh recommend hostiles at number eight with christian bell really yes i love that movie i unapologetically love that movie i thought it was con- i, I love the conflict uh conflicted nature of uh, christian bell's character and i was very skeptical going into it but uh i i, I that's when i would like to go and watch again. That might be worth a second take one day. Actually. I was thinking that too because honestly, I saw it. I walked away un- unhappy. Oh, I was very satisfied. Uh, at number seven, I have the middle of the trilogy uh, spaghetti westerns for a few dollars more. I love the revenge story in that. It is my favorite of the three Eastwood spaghetti westerns. I don't think that's the middle. That's the third one. No, that's the middle one. There's a fist for dollars, a few dollars more, and the good, the bad, the ugly. The few dollars more is the revenge story oh, about the good, bad, and the ugly came out there. Okay, okay. The the few dollars more is the revenge story about the man's wife killed by uh, the uh, gangster of the film, if you will. And uh, number six, I have Bone Tomahawk. I was gonna put it at number five, but we've talked the hell about it. Uh, talked it to death yeah. by this time, so I'm I'm gonna go Bone Tomahawk for number six. So yeah. if you listen to episode one, you know all about our opinion on Bone Tomahawk. So we're gonna get into our uh, top five. So number five for you, Frank. What uh, what is uh, that for you? I think I'm gonna put Fistful of Dollars, which I mean I love Good, Bad, and the Ugly, but for some reason I feel partial to a fistful of dollars i don't know why i like it where's the two competing families and he's kind of jumping back and forth i i was was awesome so my number five is the ballad of buster scrubs you put it at number five i did i love all the stories in it i could watch full movies of most of these stories with the exception of the one where Liam Neeson throws his uh, useless child over a bridge. <laughs> I, that is actually the one story in that movie I will skip every single time. I did not. Like I it. come I very so close, bored. but because I'm a completist, I I, I, I watch it. I but do. when I, I, I the like first it, time I finished it. But I, now that I've I seen go back it. and forth with that story, I uh, I really enjoy it, and. Uh, on some viewings and some viewings I do want to skip it but I just I, I power through it and the worst part is it's so long it's like it's, I think I'm it is the longest, the longest one I think it is the longest one of the uh, of the stories yeah. uh, maybe the girl who got startled was a little bit longer Ooh, but yeah, that was yeah. earned yeah that one's very good I could hundred. I could watch a full movie on that. I could watch. I, I could, could watch, and I could watch uh, Tom Waits' storyline. That's what I was say. The Prospector is my favorite. I love Buster Scruggs. Yeah, I, I could watch that movie all day. But The Prospector, I I don't know why. I want. I watch it all the time. Sometimes I'll just turn it on, watch that one, and be done. And the one I think the one I, 
I don't know. I mean, I could break these. I could break Buster Scruggs up into two. Buster like, Scruggs might need its own episode. Like, yo, so Hunter. Good. Yeah, we are going to cover Buster Scruggs one day. Uh, I would say um, the ones that work perfect as shorts that I wouldn't expand, but it was just so enjoyable. Is definitely Buster Scruggs. I do not remember the title of the James Franco one. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, if you want to look that up, I'll go through the others. Uh, and uh, the coachman never stops. Yeah. I think that is my favorite. Really? Of, of in the actual, in the actual, like okay, I get, I wouldn't say that's my favorite. It's the most enjoyable uh, out of all of it. But also, I don't see that working more any more than a short story, no. like a tale you tell. Like when I. When I when I watch that one, that one sends chills up my spine. Mm-hmm. The coachman never stops. Because uh, so like I can I if I ever wanted to watch, I'll put it this way: if I ever wanted to just watch something real quick, and it'd be Buster Scruggs, I would always do the coachman never stops because it's this creepy yeah. story of really heaven and hell and yeah. death. Yeah, it's about and uh, I, I I mean. It's it's so fat and it's and it's like when they're in the coach and they're telling the stories, especially one of the characters, uh, you know, telling the story that I looked up. I don't even think who's at the window or whatever the the character is telling that story that he tells children, and mm-hmm. I was creeped out by that. I was like, good <laughs> grief! I'm getting chills just think just talking about it. The song that um, God is it Brendan Gleeson? Is that his name? Where am I? Feeling? He, the, the the character that sings yeah I'm pretty sure that's his name I might be butchering that but I love that song I had that song downloaded on my phone like I listen to it periodically it's so good yeah it everything I love Buster Scruggs the more I think about it I mean I think number five is a good is a good spot that's that. a pretty good spot I like it a lot um, um, I don't this yeah is the title of it I don't I don't remember seeing that near what I, I don't even know what that uh, word can you is. pronounce that <laughs> Algodones, A L G O D O. That might be a town. I don't know. I don't know that. It shows how ignorant we are. Yeah, we don't. A couple of chuckleheads <laughs> thinking we know stuff about film. We I can't know. even read. We don't even know the title of it. Um, Buster Scruggs. I like musicals. Buster Scruggs is hilarious. It's so enjoyable to watch. If I could make two into like long movies, it would be The Prospector. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, if you watch The Pro- Prospector, it kind of goes back to Bone Tomahawk. Uh, same thing with the girl who got startled. The loneliness yes. and the isolation yeah. of the West in the late eighteen, early nineteen hundreds. And if I remember correctly, that's the only one that has like a happy ending. The Prospector. Yes. Buster. Scruggs oh yeah. <laughs> Buster Scruggs dies. Yeah, they're all. James very... Franco uh, is hung. Uh, the. Liam Neeson kills Chucks his, his kid, kid in the river. river. But I will say this: that's the one. That's the one thing about that is so dark. But I laugh <laughs> every time. I, I don't get so an opportunity. To evil. Laugh. The fact that he tests it with a stone. Just like Chuck's <laughs> <laughs> it's, also, he could buy a chicken. Like oh, he literally bailed on him. So he he ch- killed his kid for a chicken. <laughs> Count <laughs> was it like a predicting chicken? I yeah. get it. it. Yeah, oh, something like that. But, oh. Uh, oh god! Are we so missing funny. one? Uh, 
we no, got that. The girl that got startled. That was just a. That was just epic. That was a really good story. And then the uh, the the midnight uh, rider or whatever. But um, I think that's all of them. But oh yeah, now, yeah the pros- prospector and then the coachman never stops, dude. That's what you'd put as a full length movie. The prospector, I would. Yes. But Coachman Never Stops. No, it doesn't work as a full-length movie. No, but you it's said the you most... had two. What's your second one? The Girl Who Got Startled. Oh, that's your full-length Yeah, movie. like the Oregon Trail yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Uh, what's your number four? <sighs> I'm going to go The Outlaw of Josie Wales. Mm. Which... <sighs> I think our top four are going to be similar. Yeah. I it, Honestly, it... <sighs> I know I have it as my top... Like, that's my highest Eastwood. Oh, it really is. I know. I know. And I struggled a lot. But I, I said we weren't going to fight at this. But uh, Okay, here's part of what I did. I did a lot of... I put kind of my rewatchability. So, so you're doing rewatch, rewatchability in, instead of... Are you are you putting rewatchability and enjoyment over over quality? Yes, okay. for the most part. Okay. Because to me, like my top ten is what I feel is my top five. Like, yeah. or, like these are the ones I want to continually watch over and over and over and over. Because a lot of the John Wayne's ones where I'm like, this is a freaking phenomenal movie, but I'm probably not going to watch this movie again. And that's why I put Searchers. is It's probably mm-hmm. a better movie than a lot of these, but it it, it is a slow, it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And it is made in this, I think it might be made in the 50s or early 60s. And it shows. Yeah. But it's a good way, good made film. But mm-hmm. yeah, I see, where, I see where you're going with that. And part of the reason I like old westerns, because again, we talked about it in uh, episode one. There's not a lot of music that drives it. I like old westerns because they're real, just, you're just kind of listening to what's happening. Yeah. And that's why I like older ones, but my top three are very much modern. Okay. So my top, uh, my number four is a movie called Open Range. It has Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. I don't like that little smirk you're giving me right now. (laughs) And I'm seeing a pattern with, I'm looking at my top movies. I really like the isolation mm-hmm. yeah. and the coldness of the West. Yeah. Uh, however, that in, in whatever variation I've, I've noticed, I really like uh, the movies that isolate the characters. Yeah. So I don't have a lot to say about Open Range. I recommend it. Uh, watch it. It's a good kind of revenge, kind of uh, just. Classic Western story. Uh, Kevin Costner gives a great performance. Robert Duvall gives a great performance. And, uh, yeah, I just recommend it. I don't remember if I've seen it. Uh, they if are, I did, I was okay, very young. Okay, so <laughs> it came out in 03. They were uh, free grazed cattle ranchers. Yeah. And I believe a gang of uh, people from the town not too far away say they own the land. Mm-hmm. And they shoot part of their party and then it becomes a revenge story for yeah. Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. It's excellent. I, I recommend it. Uh, I think you would it. like it. I just, I can't remember. Dude, like definitely, it, if you want to watch it and make it a second take, maybe we'll do a second take on it. Oh, I'm all for that. Uh, so, yeah. Open range, number four for me. Ooh. So, number three. I have The Hateful Eight. Which... I'm not sure if it classifies as a western because I don't remember where it's based, but I don't it's care about still that necessarily. Western. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's clearly that, and I don't feel like it's a very popular among certain westerns because it's. I love that it's based in one room. 
I absolutely love that. And I, man, I actually, have you seen the extended version on Netflix? Yes. I prefer it. It's so good. I, I'll usually watch the original, but I have watched that one because it, you get more insight kind of, but I don't need it necessarily, but I like that they released it. But I made the mistake of taking a girl to that movie who, number one, didn't care about Westerns. Oh, she God. Doesn't, she Did she fall asleep? She, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't care about movies. And she really can't focus well on movies. But we're friends. She's like, I'll go with you. And she doesn't even remember. I think she, she I've asked her, like, hey, do you remember doing that? And she's kind of blocked it out of her memory. But I just Ooh. remember her, like, moving around that, her that's seat. A, that's a ringing endorsement right there. <laughs> <laughs> If you like movies and it's slow and it's it gets violent and then it gets slow and then it gets violent and then it gets slow and the story goes up and down and up and down. I love it. I can watch it all the time. It's honestly probably my favorite Tarantino movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, this is an in I'm just gonna go ahead and throw honorable mention Django in oh, yeah. in uh, the mix. It's not in my top ten. It probably should be. I was it thinking was, that too. It was, I, I, I would say it's eleven for me. It's right up. Uh, right below the searchers that is the movie that DiCaprio should have won an Oscar for not the Revenant uh, that was Jack Nicholson chewing up the scenery level performance and yes. it, it it it's it is criminal that he didn't win an Oscar for Django a chain oh, yeah. I mean it was hell of a performance also Samuel Jackson should have won an Oscar for that everybody the that, whole, every single person did phenomenal. I love that movie. I know this isn't fair. You know what? I'm just going to tie it for number 10 with the Searchers. <laughs> so we're going to go retroactively tie it for number 10 with I'm the Searchers. Okay. I can honestly probably bump Gunfight at OK Corral easily yeah. for Django. Yeah. I mean, so they're if we're, if we're, if we're altering, yeah. I'll put Django at number 10. Because Django is more rewatchable. It's 100% more rewatchable. I just, so I'm trying to balance, you know, classic mm-hmm. quality, you know, kind yeah. of mixing it up too. But yeah. God, man. I mean, and even though it's technically not a Western either, they're in the West for, I think, 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's just, it's that time period. Yeah. And that's what a lot of time when I look at it. Which I don't, I don't know. What do you call it? Southern? Is it a Southern? That's what I'm saying. What (laughs) What do you you call call it? Yeah. And it, but it has, it's a, it takes place in the South with Mm -hmm. a Western feel. I mean, it's such, guys, watch Django. It's awesome. Because part of me, that's why I took out, I was going to put the Hatfields and McCoys. Cause oh, I am, but it takes place set. in the south. It so. takes place in the south. So I was kind of like, and Godless, I think, is more in the west, if I remember correctly. I don't remember them talking about it as much, but it, it's more desert feel. But hate or um, Hatfields and McCoys is one of my favorite. I've probably rewatched that more than anything I've ever rewatched, as far as miniseries goes. Was Hateful Eight your number three or four? Three. Oh right. So we're in the top three now. Yeah. My top. Th- my number three is the. 2010 remake of True Grit. Wow, that sh- that is. I I appreciate the John <sighs> Wayne version. There is aesthetically, it's kind of got that dialogue that Bone Tomahawk has, which I really appreciate. The matter of fact, no nonsense dialogue. I love the way that looks. The whatever filter the the. Uh, what are those directors? I just the name escapes me. The most famous like two directors, like pair directors ever. It's not the Fairley brothers. It's the other brothers. <laughs> Cohen. Cohen brothers. Yeah, Cohen, yes, Cohen. the the ones that can't make a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, not the Fairley brothers that made. There's something about Mary. <laughs> 
God never lived that down if I called them the Farrelly brothers. No. Uh, no, I love the aesthetically. I think Jeff Bridges, the only thing I don't like about that movie is Jeff Bridges doesn't stick the line, feel your hands, you son of a bitch. John Wayne kills that line. Yeah, yeah. He claims he never saw that. I call bullshit. Everybody's seen fucking True Grit. Wait. Jeff Bridges is saying he never watched it? Yeah, he said he's never seen it. Which is good in the sense that he's making his own movie, but... Yeah, but you... That you, line is... So, he just destroyed an iconic line. Yeah. Like, even... I, I don't know. Well, he didn't destroy it, but he just didn't land it like John Wayne did. So if I could take John Wayne's delivery of that and put it in that True Grit, it would almost be the perfect Western. I'm gonna disagree do you like the john wayne one i better? like john wayne really and jeff bridges is one of my favorite actors i like jeff bridges as an actor and you love the coen brothers yes i like jeff I bridges thought you would i like the coen roundly agree with i this. don't know something about the original just the original bores me better. to death really yes and i like the new one it and was, I, I enjoyed it but uh, yeah I, I i'm just i can't look away from the remake wow yeah i love and i loved the the only another thing i was disappointed with the remake is i wanted to hear that uh Johnny Cash song God's Gonna Cut You Down they put in the advertisement I'm like when are they gonna play that and they never cool. did and I got cool. really irritated yeah, that been cool. that's another hero there alright Frank what's your number two Ugh. the assassination of Jesse James I, by the coward Robert it. Ford <laughs> I love that movie I would not change anything not a single cast member sto- the fact that they have a narrator Talking you through the movie too, uh, not necessarily as much as the movie, but it was so good. He felt like he was telling you a story because I'm 99% sure it is also based off a book that which is based off the real story. But it felt like you're being told the story, and I loved it. Brad Pitt might not have been the best for Jesse. Who James. would you get at the time though? I don't know. I don't he, know. It worked great. Casey Affleck, however, stole that movie. Such an underrated actor. Oh, he his. Another second take, possibly in the future. Gone, baby, gone. He's... I like Ben Affleck. Casey Affleck is arguably the better actor. Ben is more of a movie star. Casey feels like an actor. No, okay, well, I I agree, disagree. Ben has the... Clint. Okay, there's like two types of actors, I say. The movie star slash... But doesn't mean... Okay, because they're a star doesn't make them a bad actor. No, 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 no. Like... Ben has that, like, Clint Eastwood, Jack Nicholson. Like, yeah. you know you're going to watch a Ben Affleck performance. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Casey we has the more, those. I wouldn't even say method, because method actors annoy me. But actors that can just, kind of like, unfortunately, the late Heath Ledger, uh-huh. slipped into the role. And yes. you're not watching Casey. Like, you're watching Clint Eastwood. You're going to be, okay, you're inserting Clint Eastwood variation of Clint Eastwood character in Clint Eastwood movie. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No. And then you've got Johnny Depp. Uh, I would put Johnny Depp in that category. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jeff Bridges to a certain degree. Although I've noticed with actors like him and Jeff Bridges, a part of them, like of the character they're really famous for, kind of sticks with them. Yeah. Like you always see a part of Jack Sparrow after Johnny yeah. Depp, Jed Dak, Jack Sparrow. Important. You always see a part of Rooster Cogburn every time Jeff, especially now, Jeff Bridges does um, a character after Rooster Cogburn. It's like almost like an occupational hazard. I think Johnny Depp even said that it's like an occupational hazard that sometimes that character resonated with them so much it sticks with them and mm-hmm. it is a part of they them. They get kind of typecasted yeah. sometimes. 
they do. But no, that was a good choice. Uh, my number two is the outlaw Josie Wells. That's fair. Uh, it, again, the isolation, uh, very, it, it, it has one foot. And what I like about Josie Wells is it has one foot in classic Western cinema and the other foot in when, uh, the seventies where that was when cinema changed mm-hmm. from classic Hollywood to new Hollywood. Uh, so it has one foot in each type of, uh, Hollywood and, uh, you can tell it shows it kind of Jaws has that feel too. It has mm-hmm. one foot into each type of Hollywood. Jaws has it in a different sense, where Jaws has one foot in very seventies mm-hmm. style Hollywood and very blockbuster that it started yeah. style Hollywood. So very artistic seventies, you know, breaking the mold into uh, we're making a big picture. So, and I feel Josie Wells does that too. With one kind of foot in classic white hat uh, western and uh, classic Hollywood, and then one hat in like the spaghetti western. One thing I really like about Josie Wales, you kind of get a lot of different things. Like in certain westerns, like yeah, some of them have a little comedy here and there, but Josie Wales had a quite a few like funny parts, but it didn't. It feel was like subtle. It, it wasn't slapstick. Movie. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. It, it felt like real life. It gave, it gave time for the joke to breathe. Yes. Kind yeah. of like Bone Tomahawk did. Mm-hmm. It, like, you got a lot of good serious Western in it, but then you kind of broke up and you got to, like, calm down for a second, and then it brought you right back into it, and I, I liked it. Um, so, yeah, what's your number one Western, Frank? Oh, I think you know. <laughs> oh, no! My number one favorite Western of all time, which could arguably be my favorite movie of all time, is Tombstone. All day, every day. You're just going to leave it like that? That's all you need. It's Tombstone. It's the great... It is so good. So, okay, so this goes like misheard lyrics. I didn't know he was saying, I'll be your huckleberry. I thought he was saying, I'll be your Huckleberry. It is Huckleberry. <laughs> no, it's Huckleberry. No, no. I've uh, So, I've had people argue with that. And that is a recent internet thing that someone popped in with. Okay, so thing. I just fell into an internet yes, trap. Okay. Because I had... Uh, <laughs> Forget who it, it makes was now. sense though. Oh yeah, but Huckleberry was a thing. But Huckleberry at the time is as well. a thing. Yeah, you're you know yeah bearing the but it was Huckleberry. Like even I reread because there's a, a website you can reread scripts. It's Huckleberry. Val Kilmer himself said I said Huckleberry. So oh, he did I, say yeah, that. So I, so I was like, All right, did he good. say that or did he go? I said Huckleberry. <laughs> it's too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> It, that movie for me... It was the best pilot. <laughs> that, was, that was a dirty joke. That is, that's Doc Holliday you're talking about, son. I, I love that movie from beginning to end, 100%. It's got a great love story for the most part. It's got a crappy love story with his shitty ex-wife. The villains were great. The fact that you had two, three, four like great antagonists, and plus the hero freaking... Kurt Russell, Wyatt Earp, was the best take on Wyatt Earp I've ever seen. I didn't like Costner's Wyatt Earp. And even in the gunfight of the OK Corral, I forget the, uh, who played him right now, but he wasn't a great Wyatt Earp, even though I liked the movie. Kurt Russell is Wyatt Earp. I absolutely love that movie. I, I'll go home and watch it right now. 
So, my number one shouldn't be any surprise. Not to me. It is 2015's The Ridiculous <laughs> Six. <laughs> Adam Sandler's performance is, oh as Tommy is unparalleled. Rob Schneider is at the height of his powers. Taylor Lautner is such an underrated actor. Steve Buscemi is never turns into Brad performance. <sighs> Terry Crews always a always a plus. I'm gonna flip the table. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so awful. I could not finish it. I got probably 20 minutes in, and I was like, "What am I watching right now?" And I'm not even surprised you're number one because you clearly know nothing about film. You don't like movies. You told me that before. You How said dare I don't you, like sir. <laughs> How dare you? And I'll, I, my first, my number one is Unforgiven. It's I go back to that movie once a year. I mean that that is my favorite western. Clint Eastwood gives his best western performance. Very nuanced. Uh, I hate to call it a deconstruction of the western, but that is what it is. Uh, it's got great one-liners. It's got one of the best. It is a slow burn. And it has one of the best ending shootouts. Uh, I actually recommended it to Frank not too long ago. I mean, what 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 did you think about it when you watched it? You should have stuck with the ridiculous six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I loved it. It was much different than I anticipated because I was expecting an Eastwood Western, and it's not at all. Like it is not his typical spaghetti Western. Uh, gunfighter movie is very slow. And that doesn't mean his westerns are bad. It no, is, no, 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 it's, no. It's, it's good to break things up. It, you don't want to make the same thing over and over and over and over and over. I mean, so he is known gonna... for his certain style, so is, right. as John Wayne is, and that's what I appreciate about The Searchers. It wasn't a John Wayne-esque western. Yeah, like it's good to break it up to show that you're kind of capable and of more. What a way to end your western career with that yeah, movie. Yeah. What considered it, it, by me and others as the best western, one of the best westerns of all time. No, yeah, I have no denial. It's very very good. Um I did like the slow burn that actually delivered unlike, you know, in episode 1 we talked about. I didn't like that I didn't get an explosion finale. It was about the Here's the thing though. It it was almost about the same amount of shots fired. Mm-hmm. Bone Tomahawk has a higher body count than Unforgiven. Bone Tomahawk has a body count of twenty three. Doesn't really. Unforgiven has, I think, a body count of about eight or nine. But it was but all like he just went ape shit. Here's the thing. Room. I mean, Unforgiven is a better movie. I mean, oh, by far. It. No denial of that. The character study of William Money. Uh, you know the kid, the the, mm-hmm. the Skullfield kid. <laughs> <laughs> We all know we, we all have a Schofield kid. Uh, we all know a Schofield kid. Uh, Red? No, wait, that's uh, that's, th- that's the wrong. <laughs> Ned, the same, same actor, <laughs> same actor, same cadence. <laughs> oh Jesus, Morgan Freeman's character. Red, uh, <laughs> Ned, uh, Red, and Ned. What, the one, the thing I liked about Unforgiven that was different than Tombstone is. Tombstone had a lot of antagonists and you who they were because it was very much a classic Western. Yes. Unforgiven, through a good part of it, I didn't know who the villain was going to be. There like, is, when it started, I, mean, I didn't know, yeah, he's going to be the villain at the end. And it's not like there was a twist. No. You just... It really depends on who you liked less. Yes. William Money or uh, Sheriff Daggett. I mean, Sheriff Daggett was an asshole. So, yeah. I mean, it was very necessary. But he didn't... Uh, let's he not forget... typical rich, movie like, villain. It's kind of... Also, 
Richard Harris's like small but significant role in that movie as the as the famous gunslinger. Why am I slipping right now? English Bob. Oh 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 oh! God, the one that about. Sheriff uh, yeah, 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 kicks yeah. the crash out of. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a cool red herring because. I thought he was going to be a whole different I thing. thought he was going to play a much bigger role. Yes, I and thought he was going to be the villain almost. When and I saw him, I thought there was going to be like a hell of a shootout towards the end. Mm-hmm. And at first I was a little... When I first watched the movie, I was a young man. I was thinking... This is one of, the, one of those rights of passions movie for me. Mm-hmm. And my dad, my dad let me watch it when I was like 13. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be like... Daggett's going to be the big bad. Yes. But, you know, I thought English Bob would be the muscle... No, they completely subverted yeah. expectations. They com- like a hundred percent threw me off because I, I, and again when I was trying to figure out who it is, because a lot of times, like I said in westerns, you want the white hat, and the black hat, you want the good and the bad. They didn't give you that. Like Daggett felt like a real life villain where he's the sheriff. He's just he's just a regular dude. He kind of helps someone, but then he just turns out to be this freaking awful human being. English Bob, I, I I legit thought he was gonna be the bad guy. That's where I thought the story was going. So when he just yeah, just, just got the crap kicked out of him, <laughs> I was not ready for it at all. And before we had Paul Dano, we had the uh, insufferable uh, Saul Rubinek as the writer uh, who, you know, the sniveling writer oh, oh, that his, went his, uh, his, um... back and forth to. Uh, to uh, it went back and forth from uh, English Bob to uh, to Bill. Yeah, he kind of just cowered his way through survival. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the same actor that was in uh, Buster Scruggs as well. He was in the uh, the wagon, but yeah, he uh, wasn't. He was in yeah. Buster Scruggs. Yeah, he, he was, was uh, the end. he was the Frenchman yes, in Buster yes, Scruggs. Yes, yes. He was the last character you see really, but. Uh, so I don't know. I, I didn't put Unforgiven on my list. Number one, it is a relatively new movie for me. But like I said, a lot of mine I based off of my opinion on what I can rewatch over and over. And yeah, over and yours over. is rewatchability. And yeah. per, I mean, you, I mean, these are. I had to mix quality versus rewatchability yeah. versus. I mean, there was a mixture. I mean, objectively, I wouldn't even know if I put Unforgiven at number one. It would definitely be in the top three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was a very good one. But there's so many westerns. That was what I was struggling with. Well, westerns I, were like the superhero movies of yes. the. And I wish they were now, but I, know. I could watch westerns all day long. Um, but that's why I eventually narrowed my top ten the way I did because I was like, "There's so many." The Bow to Lefty Brown, which I've only seen a couple times, but I loved that movie. It was just a quick, easy, simple western, but. There's just it's it's never ending. No, I'm ready for a new one. Uh, is is there going to be anything? I mean, well, I've been proven wrong before because I really enjoyed this. I know I knew you weren't big on hostiles, but uh, is uh, is there going to be one as big as Buster Scruggs? Uh, well, is there going to be one like Unforgiven? Because Buster Scruggs, I really liked. Uh, I really liked Hostile, so that kind of gave me... And I really like Bone Tomahawk. I'm sorry, I still haven't seen The Magnificent Seven. I, the I saw one? Yeah, I saw the previews and it just turned me off. I actually really liked it. And I liked the actors in it, yeah. but I love Jimmy Fox. I love Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt uh, was by far the... Oh, and um, Vincent De... Vincent D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. Is he in that? Yes. He was in another one, though, too, so with good. Chris Pratt, wasn't he? 
yeah, was it the yeah. kid? The kid, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really care for that movie, but it was okay. Yeah, it was fine. It was but, so. I mean, and those weren't even like 2020s. That was like the 2010s. So we mm-hmm. got. I mean, but for me, Bone Tomahawk, Hostiles, and uh, Battle of Buster Scruggs. And after that, I mean, but even then, the weight of Unforgiven, it's I still don't think has been beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There have been good movies. But the weight of Unforgiven, I mean, that is up there. I mean, that that's just a heavy weight. Yeah. And I think... Although, and maybe there will be another one made, but who do you get... The problem with Unforgiven is it had a movie star, mm-hmm. and it had... Well, it had three movie stars and great supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And the problem... I think the problem is we don't have many movie stars anymore. Chris no. Pratt? Uh, yeah. Who could be in a Western, you know? I mean... I mean, I Bo Tomahawk was great, but Patrick Wilson is no Clint Eastwood. No, you know what no, I'm saying? Could, no, he'd have to be the. You have to have Eastwood a character feels like a yeah. That I mean, maybe Christian Bale, Chris and he, Pratt, and well, he did Christian Hostiles. Bale, so he also did Three Ten to Yuma. He, yeah, I didn't. That might be a second take because I didn't enjoy that movie. Really, yeah. I liked it. It was, but that's another one where it was kind of different. It was not a typical, and I would probably, I would probably say we should do as that second take one day because I was expecting Unforgiven, me too, because that was the gold was, standard yeah, for me. I thought, I, yeah, I thought and it was be something different. Instead, we got kind of Patrick Wilson with Hobbly Hop, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep up with Russell Crowe's character, and really with a uh, Three Ten to Yuma. I didn't. It was the uh, aesthetically, I didn't like it. I thought Russell. I, this is really shallow, but I thought Russell Crowe's hat was stupid, I even though it was, it was period I, accurate. I, I know I it looks so ridiculous, so little. ridiculous to me. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, the funny thing is, it was period accurate. Like mm-hmm. that's what they wore. Even the people in the West, like mm-hmm. they wore fedoras. They didn't wear cowboy hats. They wore fedoras and bowler yeah. caps. And lots of, yeah, there's a big flat brimmed hat. Yeah, and that's yeah. I agree. Because uh, honestly, the westerns more looked like. Uh, they did more look more like Russell Crowe and Freakton Newman and Indiana Jones than mm-hmm. they did Outlaw Josie Wells. Hundred percent, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of just a phenomenal. I don't know who I would put in a western right now. Chris Pratt, but yeah, but I mean, he's been in a couple and he did maybe. Great. What about Scott but, Eastwood? I was thinking about that the other day actually, um, but Chris Pratt. Feels like, and he was this way in Magnificent. He would be a better. He didn't. I thought thought he made a good villain in the kid. Like, I, I, I thought he, I thought he made a really good villain. But I'm trying to think, leading man. I mean, and I know Hollywood's trying to get away from that right now. Well, right now, I don't know. I think Hollywood's about to change really soon. Wait, there was another. God, was it wasn't the kid? Was it? Chris Pine, he was in uh, kind of a neo western, uh, Hell or High Water. I think oh, he could pull I it. I loved up. that movie. Hold on, there's a movie. Uh, uh, I don't Hugh think Jackman, like... I think he could be. But again, we're no, talking guys in their fifties and forties. Like, are there any like younger leading males out there? No. I'm sorry, Tom Holland isn't going to convince mm. me. <laughs> a gunslinger, no. uh, Tom. Uh, Hardy, maybe, but not Tom Holland. I think they were Ooh, in that... Tom Hardy would be a good... I think they were in that, like, another Southern Western where uh, the Prohibition era movie. Oh, yeah, the... Um, 
I love that movie. That 100% I could do a second You love the on. movie that you can't uh, think of the title of? <laughs> I'm reading a lot of movies right now. Um, <laughs> dang it, why am I struggling right now? The, uh, holy cow. The Bondurants. What? That's not what it's called. Yeah, well, the, the moon... Ch- no, they are the Bond... Like, his name... Yeah, that's... Yeah, but... Why am I struggling with this freaking name right now? I love that movie. We like, say that so we have computers in our, in our pocket. Yeah, I'm trying to... Oh my god, I'm so mad right now. I watched that movie so many times. Did you look it up? I'm looking it up right now. Why am I still taking me so forever? Hard? I've probably seen that movie 20 times. I'm a Bondurant. Is it Locke? No. Bl- oh, god. Oh, I'm so irritated. Just tell me the first letter if you find it. It's with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, oh, that is this, is Tom Holland not in it? No, it's Tom Hardy, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf. Well, that's yeah. why I'm looking up the. I'm like I'm looking up a movie that doesn't exist. Jeez Louise, <laughs> I am so pissed right now. Why can't I think of his? I keep wanting to call. It... Oh my gosh, this is the most irritating. My... Lawless, lawless. <laughs> God, I, but Tom. I think what it is is Tom Holland is in a type movie like that, and it wasn't any good. He could be. It bored me to death. I'm struggling. Well, we really got off topic here. I know. We're just talking about Westerns now. But uh, Christian Bale is in another one, I think, where he plays Pat Garrett. Is that the kid? Christian Bale is in another Western? I'm pretty sure. No. I'm pretty sure. This is what the show is turning into, us looking up uh, movies on our phones. I know. This is how professional we are, folks. I'm telling you, he is. Oh, I'm going to lose it. I might be wrong. Hold on, everyone. Just sit right there. I'm leaving this in. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I could have swore. All I'm seeing is Hostiles this and 310 be, to Yuma. There's another movie about Billy the Kid. And I don't think it's, it could be the kid. Maybe I'm thinking of... Um, He's not in the kid. You know man. who I'm probably thinking of? Uh, is Ethan Hawke. Yeah, that's who you're thinking of. But I feel like there's another one. There's one, you know the, uh, is it called the Mandela Effect? Is that what yeah. it's called? Where you, Where you see something that's... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I have that in my mind. I, that doesn't really exist. Yeah, and it's Christian Bale shooting Billy the Kid. I'm very frustrated. I don't know. Young I Guns 3, The Reckoning. <laughs> I gotta rewatch Young Guns. Because my buddy, my best friend... Um, he would honestly probably put that as his favorite Western, is Young Guns. I like Young Guns too better than Young Guns. And he might argue the same, I don't remember. But I don't I don't think I've seen number two, and I barely remember number one. And I don't know why. I like the actors. I like I like Westerns for some reason. I just never went back to that movie. Hmm. I probably should. That could be a second take. Yeah. We could do a double feature on that. We're just going to have an entire podcast about Westerns. Yeah. <laughs> we'll break it up. We won't do anything Western in a minute. What do we... I keep forgetting. What are we doing? We're doing Elizabeth Town. Elizabeth Town, yeah. All right. And after that, I think we'll do Gladiator. Even though I, I, uh, I've committed us. We're doing Gladiator. <laughs> even though I still want to do the other one, we'll do the other one a year from from a year from now. Oh, just yeah, to then we have a uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm all still, right, I'm still gonna watch it because oh yeah, Gladiator. Uh, I'm excited about that. Guys, thanks for listening to our bonus episode. Uh, we hope to have uh, Elizabeth Town to you here in a. A uh, couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, in a week after this episode airs. So, yeah. um, so make sure to go on our Facebook. Uh, it's called Take Two Podcast. Um, I do as of re- this recording, we don't have the Instagram set up, but I will put the name of it on the Facebook so you can find it through there. 
So make sure you go like and subscribe to all that stuff because we, we're definitely posting and then we'll be announcing different episodes, stuff like that. Just keep you informed. All right, guys, have a great week. Until next time, think of your favorite, take two.